Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hey, what's up? This is John Schnepp. If you like this show, then definitely check out the hit series Small Town Murder, which is up every Thursday on Podcast One. The masterminds behind crime and sports take a comedic look at small towns across America and the grisly crimes that take place in them. Check out Small Town Murder on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Also, remember to rate and review. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shirewolves owe us lunch money, and we will be taking it at that event. Whitworth, the system, the clock, Harlock, none of these guys can get in front of my destiny. What's up, sweaties? This week on Heroes, episode 245, we're going to talk about that Eternals movie. We're going to get into the DC streaming universe and also Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham get renewed. What's up? Let's get sweaty. That's right. We're going to get sweaty because it's my birthday, baby. That's right. It's May 16th. Come on, jumpies. Don't get sweaty. 
Yo. What's up? <laughs> That's right. You know, it's Yo. a it's yeah. power-packed episode today. We've got Koi. We've got Marquia. We've got Matt Key returning. Yay. I'm trying to reunite this Marvel movie news team every chance yeah. I get. You know what I'm saying? But, trio. But before we go any further, I do have to address. The elephant in the room. Uh, Wait a second. Oh, you mean yes. the Shill Brothers? Oh, the Shill Brothers. Disney money, yeah. Sweet, sweet Disney Delicious money. golden croutons they keep dropping from the sky. Wear the shirt. Seven billion dollars. Wear the shirt yeah. for a billion dollars on Collider. Well, they had shirts for... Co- yeah. Yeah, Marquia and myself, we refuse to wear them. We're like, we're not yeah. going to follow your thing. Yeah, not, not this time, but you know what? Yeah. We ship it. Yeah. We do. We're yeah. it. Yeah, wearing, it, wearing mine directly after the show. Yeah. It's so weird. I got shipped like 40 of them, and I burned 39 of them. <laughs> and then I wrapped the other one in the gold bullions that Marvel sends me. You know, oh, you know? Yeah. With all those sideshow toys. Yeah, all the side, I just burned those, too. I was like setting them on fire. I bet Burnett would cry Burnett if I just hauled Buster on fire. Yeah, just yeah. That's I just a lot gave of money. all mine to all my servants that Marvel sends oh, me. Oh right, yeah, right. right. So in my big Marvel many. mansion. Yeah, yeah. So much whip at the ring. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's like a micro Lego thing. I sleep in that. Yeah, it's like that's my that's my Marvel mansion. Behind the scenes on the internet, yeah. you yeah. it's a little Marvel cake. Mm. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Marvel. You know what? The Eternals, a comic book that nobody really knows about, <laughs> except super deep weirdo Kirby sweaties like myself. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You do know about the Eternals. They've already had the Eternals have shown up in Guardians of the Galaxy. You mm-hmm. saw Celestials. That's mm-hmm. part yes. of the Eternals. So they were already dropping breadcrumbs for everyone who loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Whether or not you read those comics or not, they have set the seeds in motion. Nowhere is inside a giant Eternal skull. Mm-hmm. So they've oh, already set... Yeah. A Celestial. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But they, so basically they've been setting up these e- the Eternals, and I think they did a really good job because now DC announced New Gods mm-hmm. a couple of... Like yeah. about a month yeah. and a half ago, and they were like, yeah, that, about With time. Yeah, Ava DuVernay. Oh, oh my she's God. Gonna knock that so I think hard. I think this was sort of Marvel's like, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle, yeah, and then drop. So yep. the Eternals is literally Jack Kirby's follow-up answer to the New Gods. So Kirby gods. jumped yeah. from Marvel to DC and then created a ton of characters, including the New Gods. Most of his series didn't make it past eleven or twelve issues. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's just an incredible idea machine. He wasn't really treated that well by either company. So mm-hmm. we can honestly admit that. And both Marvel and DC have tried to make reparations and have done an okay job, I think. Um, but you know, look, Eternals, when he left DC and then jumped back to Marvel, he started back with Captain America, went back to that character mm-hmm. and did a great run with that. Then he jumped on and did the Eternals. He did Devil Dinosaur mm-hmm. and Moon Boy and Machine <laughs> Man and 2001. and came out with some. He came yeah. back and was like, I'm gonna do some weird stuff yeah. here. Cosmic yeah. Kirby, yeah. here I am. Yeah. yeah, he was he was Star Lord and Guardians too. He's so like, I'm gonna do some yeah, weird the Eternals, stuff. <laughs> the Eternals really stems from Chariots of the Gods. So Kirby was like, saw that movie or read that book, and he was like, oh my god, you know, the gods on the moons and Mars and all this other stuff. So his mind started freaking out. You know, who built the pyramids, all that kind of stuff. Henceforth, you got the Eternals, which is a new mixture of stuff he'd already be had been dealing with. These archetypes, these hero god myths. So I feel like the easiest way to sum up the Eternals, if you haven't read the Neil Gaiman books or even the original mm. uh, uh, Jack Kirby books or some of the other versions of them that have existed over the, the, the last, you know, 30, or, 30 years or so, uh, it's basically they're like cosmic X-Men mutants. Mm-hmm. They're sort of like <laughs> you have the two groups, you have the Deviants and you have, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, like Icarus and um, I think his name is Makarai. He's almost like the Flash. Uh-huh. So they have the right. kind of the Greek gods, just like how the you know, DC has their own Greek god mythology. This is sort of that to me. Um, 
I think uh, they just got blacklist writers, so none of their stuff has actually been produced yet. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, two brothers, Matthew and Ryan Furpo. So never heard of the Furpos, but you know this whole brother, these brother things. Kind of <laughs> yeah, they, they brother sisters. Marvel, you got the yeah. Sos- 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 sisters. You got you know brother sister combos. I think is great. You got the Cohen brothers. Let's add maybe maybe these Furpos might be able to add up to you know get some Eternals actions. What are your thoughts? Let's start with you, Coy. What are your thoughts about this Eternals movie? So, I have two. One, like we were just saying before the show, this feels very much like an answer to the Inhuman situation. <clears throat> I feel like the Inhumans going TV and not to movie, this is a great way to be like, oh, we had some ideas for a movie, and it's very much in this big, weird Kirby world. Let's throw a lot of money at the weirdness of Kirby. Boom. I also see it as, like, in 2008, we got Iron Man, and that was, like, the big bang. And as the universe expands and expands and expands, you've got to go more up and more down. So, I love the underdog aspect of Spider-Man and the grounded stuff, as well as juxtaposed against, how do you go past Guardians? You go Eternals. How do you go bigger than where we are with Thanos? You right. go Eternals. So I think as we get, we, everything can't be in New York forever. <laughs> so I like that we're going, uh, we're keeping some grounded heroes in New York, but we're also going out into space. So it's a great way to keep growing the universe. If we're going to keep making these forever, then you need to have growth and, and expansion. So I think Eternals is like, it's weirder than I ever expected. I mm-hmm. never thought we'd see the day, but I, I can't wait to see what Marvel does to make these gods grounded because no, Marvel yeah. does a good job keeping them like here with us. Now remember, uh, the Thanos is an eternal. Yep. Basically, yeah, he's, he's a deviant. Son of so a, he's a deviant. A lot of people like they would. So now, like the, these things are already just there, and then yeah. they like are being revealed. What are your thoughts? Well, I was making the joke with you guys earlier. Like I, I love that Marvel finally found that that thing that I'm just like. Oh man, I, I really don't know much about this one at all because like <laughs> like Guardians came out and then uh, Inhumans. I was like, oh man, I, no one else knows. I got it, I got it. And then they're like Eternals. I'm like, oh duh, uh, yeah. No, they're, I know they're related to Inhumans and Thanos. Uh, so that's kind of all I can talk about with it. But like, uh, I know uh, a Lars. Uh, who I think is, is Thanos' father yeah. on, on Titan, initially was on Earth. He was one of the original Eternals who, like, left Earth. And they um, name-dropped him in the movie. So They name-dropped yeah. him in the movie, yeah. So, like, I do think that the Eternals is going to be sort of like a cosmic, like, sort of grenade thrown into the cinematic universe, mm-hmm. like Phase 4 uh, for the MCU, saying, like, hey, these guys are related to Thanos, uh, maybe it's going to be sort of a prequel to the birth of Thanos. Like maybe we're going to see something along those lines. Uh, I also think that uh, there is a way like going along with what you said about redeeming the inhumans. What I really want to see is like them actually reclaim the inhumans and bring it into the cinematic mm. universe. Cause as we have seen, like they, they keep their Marvel TV and their Marvel cinematic separate. So I, I still am like, I'm holding on that there's going to be an inhumans movie. And done well. I think like, you. I, think I love them. You should hold on to that because it will happen. I think it was like, all right, you know, let's go do your thing. Yeah. And they screwed it up so bad. They screwed it up so, so horrible bad. that I mean, no one even saw it. Yeah, like, people, so like it's not a, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. No one, yeah, no one like saw it. And the ones who saw, saw it want to forget it. Yeah. Like yeah. myself. <laughs> you know, I'm like yeah. still angry about that IMAX Inhumans money I spent. So yeah. I was like, and I'll bring it up forever. So it's one of those yeah. things where it'll never go away until the Inhumans is done right. Until you do it right and you redeem it. And I think that there's a way for them to do that with these. This Eternals uh, film. I, so. I think you're right, and I think it's one of those things where they've introduced the Terrigen Mists. They, that's a thing, mm-hmm. and there's no reason they can't reintroduce it yep. into the Marvel Universe. They already have, I mean, we don't know if the High Evolutionary is going to be part of Guardians of Galaxy 3, but mm-hmm. my guess, I could put money on it, is that he's going to be in there. In some way. Unless, in some unless way. 
the Fox deal isn't closed because I think he's technically considered an X Men or a Fantastic Four. I'm just hoping there was like a trade like an ego Gun is good at that. He's good at making those trades. Yeah, entirely possible. Going along with the, I'm sorry that I keep talking. I also, oh man, I was so, oh, Fantastic Four. I, I think that there's a way to tie Eternals and Fantastic Four. Like, if they do get the Fox deal closed in time. Oh, yeah. Like, how awesome would it be if, like, it turns out they, they kind of retcon a little bit to, where Galactus is a celestial mm. and the Eternals are aware of him and, like... Well, it's, it's interesting you say like that because there are a lot of bigger cosmic elements that haven't mm-hmm. been really f- brought in fully yeah. yet mm-hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they've done certain things where they're like, let's make Red Skull be that, you know, that stand in yeah. for certain characters like mm-hmm. Death or Hell or whatever. So mm-hmm. I feel like they could, and that's what's great, is they could take and p- choose and pick what they want from all of these different stories that have been told. So I think we'll get elements yeah. from the first run of Jack Kirby's uh, Eternals, as well as elements from <laughs> all the different series that they done from Annihilation, from Secret Wars, from all those things. What yeah. are your thoughts, Marquia? Uh, okay, so going into how it can solve the Inhumans problem, like to keep on riffing mm-hmm. on our conversation with that. I mean, uh, with Eternals, those that aren't familiar with it, uh, yeah, it solves that whole cosmic being got, um, Game of Thrones-esque huge, like, space opera mm-hmm. kind of element with it. I mean, um, everything from the Celestials versus the Aspirants, um, uh, Eternals versus Deviants, Kronos versus um, Uranus. I mean, right. you, you have all of that. And then along with that, all of this happens super way in the past, so it actually could do a trickle-down effect to then kind of maybe even replace in humans in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that could trickle all the way down to Kamala Khan actually being, you know, from and, you know, way down like with an eternal. Right. Uh, I think it could be very smart uh, if they do that. It's not like they haven't substituted other things before, just like what you said with like Red Skull for, you know, death and everything right. else like that. Um, I'm I'm okay with it. Never, never thought that right, that like, would be one of the things that would be happening right now. This feels now, like Guardians when it got announced, and I was like, no it's way. Like, wow. Yeah, right. And no. James, like, Gunn, is... James Gunn's like, hold my beer, I'm going to make Guardians 3. Yeah. Like, now he's going to go even bigger and crazier. It feels yeah. like that announcement. Exactly. It's exactly like that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm uh, with with the with the brothers uh, from the uh, Furpo? Furpo Brothers. Furpo? Yeah. Um, look them up. It was just like mainly short this one, films this, and It's one everything. script from the blacklist called Ruin. Ruin. Yeah. yeah. Kind of Which like, I think Gal Gadot is attached to yeah. it right yeah, now. Yeah, it hasn't been like made a... yet, but so, I mean, it's one of those things that the blacklist is like a lot of people who love these scripts, they pass them around, yeah. they, they rank them, mm-hmm. and then some of those people then jump off and get a career, and some people don't. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the blacklist, just because someone's on the blacklist doesn't mean, well, my career is done. They were like, <laughs> when was it? 2002. It's like, what? You're like, hey. So, I mean, it it is a risk, but, you know, hey, if you're on that blacklist, that's a good list to be on. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I liked, um, I read the synopsis of what they're doing, and mm-hmm. I like that they had a redemption arc of an ex-Nazi officer mm-hmm. having to go back and, you know, post-World War II, and he's like, well, I'm going to go kill me some Nazis because I'm trying to redeem myself. Yeah. So putting that kind of, uh, you know, sentiment and that huge scope into mm-hmm. something like Eternals, 
Yeah, that that could work. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they're, they're taking a, a cue from the script, like if, if whether the Eternals would involve time travel. But Bob Iger basically was kind of hinting at it when he made his announcement to the shareholders a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. saying, we've got a brand new thing that we're going to break open, a new series for the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Phase 4 and beyond. And I think he was hinting at the Eternals because that's basically like sort of what the Avengers were yeah. to mm-hmm. non-comic book readers. People didn't know who the Avengers were. And let's be honest, I mean, unless you were a kid watching those cartoons or comic book people like us you didn't know who the avengers were yeah. nor iron man nor mm-hmm. any of these other characters so yeah, you knew the x-men yeah, yeah. i mean the x-men sort of like some like wolverine some of these yeah. broke open a little bit bigger but well, the beyond, 90s show really like showed what that could be and but that never yeah. really happened to the avengers to the same scope like the pizza hut deal didn't happen to the avengers right. <laughs> like our parents know who superman batman yeah. spider-man yeah, and Hulk. Yeah, sure. so yeah and wonder woman but also you know there's like five or six characters from all the different the dc and marvel that kind of broke through and went global with movies and television shows and then there's the 8,000 other characters that no one's heard of including the Eternal so looking forward to it and hopefully we hear more about like who they're going to get to direct it like my guess right off the bat hopefully would be a brand new person an unknown mm-hmm. a semi-known person someone who's done a few independents going with the same way they did with Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. getting someone who's like started out independently then did Creed and killed it and be like that guy get him or that gal get her I, yeah. I hope hopefully they go with that or they give it to the Russos or Peyton Reed or James Gunn, where somebody who's already heavily vested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe has proven themselves to be able to handle stories and characters and further on and continue going. So what are your guys' thoughts on who's going to direct this, Coy? I love that they got John Watts. I love they got the Russo brothers. I love that Marvel consistently goes, let's take a chance. We like yeah. this person's work on this scale. Let's see what they can do at this scale. So if they don't go James Gunn, who was the first name I thought of, because as soon as you go like <laughs> weird space opera, I go, well, I know a guy. Yeah. Uh, other than James Gunn, I think that going with either someone that like has made like there's so many amazing sci-fi shorts there's so many like weird like micro budget things that could be huge i'd love to find someone that like made something like this for five minutes and then marvel's like here's 200 million dollars yeah like mm-hmm. someone that proved themselves and i love discovering new talent i love finding new names to follow so that's what i want uh same like yeah. there, there's not a lot i can add to that i, mm-hmm. I would like i i think that the russos have done a, a fantastic job uh, i think james gunn has been great uh, but I would also like to kind of see a new voice brought to this because this is such a new thing and so out there and weird. Uh, like everyone's like Guard- the Guardians and it's a talking and raccoon and what's going on? And it, oh, that's so weird. Eternals is <laughs> somehow even weirder. Right. <laughs> uh, so like Marvel is just like upping the weird factor. So I would I would love to see them get like a, a completely brand new voice in there to give us a different take that we haven't seen in the MCU yet. That's, I mean, personally. Yeah, I want them to scrounge through, like, some indie directors. Mm-hmm. I want them mm-hmm. to, like, really get really weird with it. I'm talking, like, a mixture of, like, Annihilation and Life kind mm-hmm. of, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Someone that can do character development, because that's what we're, we need. We need mm-hmm. to care about these characters. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have yeah. Eternals, we need to care. So right. have that along with the special effects and just the drawing you in, because the, the suspense of disbelief with this is going to have to be uh, huge. That's going to be yeah. the, the main thing that you have to like grab somebody in. Well, hopefully it's not that weird. I don't think the Eternals is as weird as you guys might be making it sound. <laughs> it's like, I mean, just think about Game of Thrones, Dune, mixed with 2001 done Marvel style. That's what it is. It's not well, like... Yeah, but you still got this element of like the Celestials coming down 100,000 years ago. But it's like Asgard. Look at, look at Eternals. Yeah. It's, Icarus is just like Thor. I mean, all these guys, sure. are, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's archetypes. When you read it, 
it, you'll see like, oh, that character's this character. It's, it isn't strange or bizarre. It's just more cosmic. Like so, Wonder Woman, yeah. when you landed on the island, it didn't feel weird in two minutes. Like once yes. you accepted like mm-hmm. the Amazonians, you're like, seems like a nice place to go. Yeah. That's so, why like, I'm saying character development. Yeah. Like to care about them right away. And then everything else around it can be like, oh, okay, that's just how they live. Yeah. So, yeah. so let me ask you guys this. Would you prefer to see a giant space never come to Earth kind of thing? Or do you want to see it all happen on Earth? I don't want them to be on Earth. I never want them to I touch them. I don't want them to say Earth. If they're yeah. on Earth, I don't want them to be in North America. You know? Yeah. It's like, just let's there, have it. Let's have it somewhere. Let's have Can we yeah, let's have one it somewhere of those hair with like, normal clippers? And I, like, what? Normal? It begins with the, the pyramid just slowly taking off. And you see, like, other weird cut Jack Kirby stuff <laughs> it's, underneath. It's, it's like Stargate. And it rotates around, like, you know, from Close Encounters and takes off. And you'll be like, that's the only Earth stuff. It starts. It's like, retrieve one of our pyramids or whatever the hell they call it. Yeah, it could be one of the new guys. Like, it's time. And Moon Knight scampers by. And yeah. then we're good. Right. No, that's, literally, if we're on Earth, I'd like them to start with that. That would be also a tip of the hat to Jack Kirby because that's in the first issue. So yeah. let's move on to the DC Universe, talking about uh, weird universes. The DC Streaming Universe announced Doom Patrol. Oof. They just added that to the Oof. Titans, to Swamp Thing, both live action films, the animated Harley Quinn and Young Justice series, and the announcement that's going through a retooling stage of Metropolis. So what else can we expect? I mean, this to me is really exciting. I mean, this is, I mean, this is, I've, I've read little Doom Patrol. I've read a lot of the, uh, the young animal stuff that's right. out right mm-hmm. now. Uh, not a lot of the, the older stuff, but oh man, it is. It's, it's X-Men, but just just a little bit weirder. Than, yeah, they're than like a bunch that. of misfit rejects. I yeah. love it. I, I actually kind of enjoy I, it. I like Crazy Jane. Do you remember when they had our I money? I like Crazy Jane. Remember like two months ago when they had our money? Remember when they were, we were all like, well, here's our subscription service. They, yeah. This slate came out, and I was like, well, now you got a year's worth of my money. Like, yeah. Now it's like, well, I got yeah. the year now. Must like, prepay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with just that slate, I'm already in. And like the idea that we're investing so much in live action of these characters, I never thought would see the light of day. And then that Robin image is still like the best ad they could have. The yeah. image of Robin from like six months ago, I'm like, yep. make everything you want. Yeah, Manzi, uh, hold on that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that the, the the Doom Patrol being added, like how they were like, it's a soft, you know, like, let's see if this works. They threw them into the Teen Titans. I guess it's episode eight or nine. Mm-hmm. It's just called the Doom Patrol. So they did a soft intro, and they're like, man, this is really working. Boom. That's you know, amazing. now we have a Doom Patrol series as well as a Teen Titans series. Like, so let me ask you this. I mean, if you're not familiar with the Doom Patrol, that's cool. But, uh, you know, like Grant Morrison had an incredible run. A very trippy mm-hmm. and freaky psychedelic run mm-hmm. with the Doom Patrol. <clears throat> and obviously there's the 60s, you know, team book, which is very kind of X-Men-y, but like even more reject weirdo X-Men mm-hmm. style. So they're yeah. such rejects. Yeah, they, so they really fun. are. And of course, we've got the new Young Animal imprint, and they've had a lot of... In fact, John Byrne did a cool run that I like because mm-hmm. it's that mixture of his, the way he does those back-to-basics. So it had those the flavor of the 60s Doom yeah. Patrol, but with yeah. the weirdness of Grant Morrison. So, uh, oh, But done John Byrne style. So I feel like with Doom Patrol being part of the Marv Wolfman, uh, George Perez run that it looks like the Titans are adapting a lot of those storylines mm-hmm. from the 80s. What do you guys think the Doom Patrol is going to take its most adaptations from? Start with you. Uh, from all of the runs? Um, well, I, I kind of hope it's going to be um, a Rachel Pollock's mm-hmm. uh, run because of, because of the issues that it dealt with. You know, it dealt with, um, you know, transsexuality. It dealt with um, bisexuality. It, 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 dealt, it deals with things that I think the first transsexual uh, superhero was out of her series. Uh, don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not completely certain. But, I mean, things like that, that's relevant now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of othering that we do in life. I would love if Doom Patrol 
you know, encapsulate it that where it's like, hey, these are people too. You know, so no. it's like, stop judging, stop othering. Let's go ahead and, you know, be in these people's lives. So I, I would very much like if they drew from that, but I'm more familiar with, um, you know, after the new 52 mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, you know, where you have uh, Crazy Jane right. and uh, everything like that. So, I, I mean, that would be great, but I, I would want them to take from uh, Rachel's <laughs> to move forward. Well, yeah. definitely, I, I mean, do. Doom Patrol definitely takes the, a lot of those mm-hmm. those subject matters just like the x-men is you know is is a metaphor so is the doom patrol and they, they some writers went with that some didn't mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's very interesting that because it i mean marvel netflix is it feels like it's following in the footsteps but it's team-based mm-hmm. as opposed to you know like with daredevil where we saw his world and then that exploded everything else out and you know got the punisher mm-hmm. and so on and so forth yeah, doom patrol feels like the punisher where it's like yeah. oh that, that guy did well here's the series so it's like here we're going to deal with ptsd but we're mm-hmm. going to deal with it in a you know as a group thing and like a support system so i think i think this could really work yeah i uh i, I i'm i'm excited about it the more i've i haven't really gotten into doom control except for the last couple of years uh and i love one of the one of my favorite things that they've addressed with that is that where the x-men are like oh we're we're outcasts. Look, I've got wings. Oh, I'm a big blue hairy guy. Oh, this is so awkward and weird. Like the Doom Patrol actually has PTSD. They actually have like personality disorder with Crazy Jane. Like they're actually dealing with like really extreme mental health issues and like social issues right. in a way that like not to say that the X-Men didn't, but like they they just take it like the the team itself is just meant to take it further because it's just so weird and it's out a there. dude stuck in a metallic body. Yeah, it's, it's not a, like it's, Tony Stark with a, a little me- yeah, yeah. yeah. A metal yeah. heart. This a dude just it's my brain. That's <laughs> no, it. I, I'm stuck I, in my this name body. is brain. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like I have immense strength and I can save the world, but oh my god, this really sucks, guys. And then you, you've got Crazy Jane, who's essentially Legion. I don't know if they're yeah. going to have negative man or negative woman, but I love that character. Same. Man. Are they going to have Elastigirl? I'm sorry. I mean, Elastawoman. Elastawoman, <laughs> right. Uh, so, like, there's, there's plenty of them to play with. In terms of t- which run they're going to take from, uh, I think that they'll probably, they'll probably do some of the basic world building with the original run. Uh, but then I think for story and character, they'll pull from Morrison and Gerard Way, especially because Gerard Way's is the what's currently going on. Right. Uh, so I think that they would be smart to sort of tie that in with what already exists instead of forcing Gerard Way to mm. answer to an online series. I think sure. they're going to try and mold the series a little bit more like that. That way they get kind of like that cross-sell. I don't know if, unfortunately, I think Young Animal is, is going away. Oh, is it That's really? I heard, oh. yeah, they're stopping the whole line for a while. So mm. um, it's hard to tell what they're going to pull from, but I agree. I think they're going to pull a little bit from all of the yeah. different runs. And the only reason I didn't I, mention the run that you said is because I haven't actually read that one, so I can't say. Oh, I've only read, like, two issues. Yeah, maybe. but, like, I've, I've, I've read that. plenty of... I, I, I hope that they have the uh, the the sentient street. <laughs> <laughs> Like from Morrison's Yes, more, okay. more, I hope anything weird will wow. definitely be pulled yeah. from Morrison. I think they'll go like Watchmen. I think they'll reference the 60s by way of the evolution of the character. I think it'll be like Watchmen where we get to experience both sides because Doom Patrol is so specific that anyone that's watching it for it being Doom Patrol will want that. Like, mm-hmm. if you're like, I'm a fan of Doom Patrol, you'll want to see both. So I feel like Grant Morrison's run, I, I, I love Grant Morrison. That's what got me into Doom Patrol. So I have yeah. a bias there. But when he went to X-Men, it felt like he brought a lot of Doom Patrol with him. Like, Same. Grant yeah. Morrison. 
because X Men oh, yeah. is very much like X Men was my guy. Like X Men was my team growing up. X Men and Spider Man. And then when I when I was an adult, I was like, oh, this Grant Morrison guy's writing. Oh, and Doom Patrol felt like that more evolved, more deep cut, more specific and adult X Men. So if they make an adult series, I think Grant Morrison. If they try to keep it younger, sixties. Well, that's what's so great about like writers and artists jumping from different books yeah. and different companies. They're mm-hmm. like, I was writing Avengers. Now I'm writing Justice League. You're like, oh, you get their their spin and some mm-hmm. of the stuff that they did great on Avengers then kind of carries over with a new twist with Justice League. Now, I'm going to ask each of you to name two series that they haven't announced yet that you want to see. And I'll start. I want to see a Metal Men oh, series. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to see, see a Mr. Miracle series. Like, I wouldn't yeah. mind oh. seeing them jump-starting Mr. the New Miracle. Gods even before the New Gods movie comes I out. Those. Um, <laughs> uh, they were in the. Uh, well, I call you know, Big Barda. Hey, uh, so <laughs> yeah, so those are the ones. I, and whether they do, whether they do Metal Men as a 3D animated series, mm-hmm. a la The Incredibles, which I think that's the way to go, or do it like just straight up animated, which I don't want to see, or a live action version, which would be very like Terminator with liquid yeah, metal well, craziness, yeah. which I would like to see too, but that's a little more expensive. <laughs> I'll go with the you know the the cheaper version of 3D and Mr. Miracle going live action. Uh, who's got some? Um, the first one that came to mind is a series that just takes place on Oa. Like, like it's it's sure it's the Green Lantern Corps, but it's like it's that's a great idea. Like, I would it's just love cool. to see Oa life on Oa. What like, do those blue guys do with the, yeah, the, exactly. when they're not hovering in a big circle? They're, yeah, oh, they can't be there forever. Like, yeah. like it could be like it, it's <laughs> sort of like. It's sort of like Gotham, yeah. where it's like where they're the police force for the entire universe. But this is this is the dude. That's like the yeah. that's such a good idea. Blues yeah. Yeah. Blues Hill Street word. Blues on like, Oa. Oh, oh my yeah. god! One of those blue yeah. guys like is everyone here? Like with a weird bell. You know? The weirdest yeah. procedural ever. Yeah. It's on Oa. I love, oh, I love for some Red Lanterns to come in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. twenty four seventy one. We've got a like we've got a murder where someone someone killed a moon. Yeah. Go out there, Hal Jordan. <laughs> I'm on my way. Like, Precinct fourteen. Oa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a weird these are the galactic crimes yeah. that no one else yeah. will touch. Come on, the special unit yeah. of the Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> yeah. Dick Wolf. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, sorry, Dick Wolf oh didn't god. think of it. Hey, this guy did. Like That's it. a good idea. There we go. Bunch of old guys in suits, but with green rings on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're blue faced. Yeah. I want to see those blue faced guys not hovering in a circle. That's what Now that you said that, I want to see those guys. Yeah. Maybe just having a drink, complaining about shit. Why do we all have to be in a circle? Why, and they're, and they're, <laughs> always, they're always jerks. Yeah. Like, I want to see they them like, n- like they're almost exclusively jerks. Like yeah. high-minded, like we're better than you, jerks. Just yeah. do what we say. Yeah, and it's just like I want to like. There's got to be more. They than should that. talk about that. Why do we always have to be jerks? What's in the book? It's in the <laughs> book. Be jerks. Number one, be jerks. That's the the first rule of being a weird floaty blue guy is oh be a jerk. You know. I love this. Yeah. That's their official name. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Marquia? What series? would you like to see uh, on a streaming service if you had your druthers? I, I guess I'd want to go uh, super villain with it. I'd want like a Dexter-esque uh, type of series. I don't know. Calendar Man. I don't know. Like the, <laughs> like the Creeper or something like that? Yeah. Or like, is he good? Is he bad? Yeah. Yeah, where it's like um, he's doing like the self-discovery thing, but also doing really evil stuff. They can get really like, Anne Randy yeah. with the Creeper. I mean, it's like, because remember, it's <laughs> yeah. Steve Ditko. I was like, about to say, it's yeah. Ditko, so yeah. yeah they can and I already have a weird dude who's like, I'm in a yellow jumpsuit. Like, you can make it <laughs> with striped green underwear. Like, a stri- like literally, if look they, up the Creeper. If yeah, they, they kept his costume the same, 
same. Yeah. 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 I would keep it completely the same. It's so creepy and dumb and stupid and funny <laughs> that if you saw it in real life, you'd fetal position. Get him away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy. He should always be wet, like that weird minx yeah. thing. He's always covered in water, like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> what the heck? You know? So that's a horror Is that series. sweater? You just yeah, constantly need water. I know. He's, <laughs> yeah, it's like the conjuring or something. Hello. It's like <laughs> creepy as hell. Get the Get yeah, out the, of the here! Creeper the Creeper is the Rock horror series. It's always just a little just moist. Just a little moist. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like the grudge Creeper style. He's like, float, you wake up, he's floating right there. Like, nah. Yeah, you know? Is that sweater viscous yeah. It's just dripping like, on you while you're sleeping. Oh, it's just the Creeper. You know, like, open your eyes, he's there, like, hovering. I'm here to save you. Yeah. No, stop! No. Yeah. Take me to jail! Yeah, it's one of those things. Anytime we mention a digital series, I will always mention Moon Knight. I know it's the wrong house, but I want a Moon Knight series so bad that even yes. if, even no matter what, give me a schizophrenic man that we discover has multiple personalities through the course of a show, please. Oh, wait, that's Batman. But yeah. <laughs> well, this is DC, uh, so, so Plastic Man is my DC. Plastic uh, Man I would, would be yeah. great. I would love to, like with the Wachowskis when they had that Plastic Man script bouncing around, and what the Wachowskis were going to do with the like instability of that character. And Plastic Man, a character that isn't really associated with modern day comics, right. like Plastic Man doesn't get his time to shine. So I'd love to see that. I'm glad uh, you brought that up because I mean, when Plastic Man was introduced by Jack Cole, he was a criminal. Yeah, people forget he was like. He was an, a full he was an on bad asshole. Guy. He was yeah. a bad guy who then got stretchy weird powers. Like, what's happening to me? Like, the <laughs> super, like, it's like the, they were probably, the, I think they were inspired by those freak photos of that guy, like, stretching his skin. Oh. They're like, what if you could just stretch everything? And he had a nice headroom thing where he yeah. like, changed his face. And he was all like, like that <laughs> yeah. so weird. He's so doable now yeah. more than ever. You can yeah. do a plastic man and go all the way go crazy. All the way. Yeah. You know? You could do Legion. I'm a dune buggy. Sure. He's kind of like a Legion type character for DC, but with a more visual power sets. So and he's one of perfect. the scariest characters that, like, Frank Miller in the second Dark Knight, which isn't that great, but the good thing about it is the Plastic Man spin. Yeah. Because they're like, no, he's the most dangerous and most powerful character in the DC universe. Yeah. Who is it? It's Plastic Man, because he's literally can turn into anything, anything. And, yeah. he, and, he, and he's Horrifying. nuts. Right. He's insane. Yeah. So he'll, that's he'll, scary. And he Horrifying. will. Not only can he, he will. And that's what's interesting yeah. about the character. And if you explored that long form, so much fun. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> You're Dexter. Yeah, I Dexter. That, that is the Dexter. Dexter, of yeah. The, yeah. The, the, a Dexter yeah. that is Even well. scarier. He's like, I'm stretchy. And I oh, think I'm a good yeah. guy. Yeah. So, so mix him with the Creeper. Oh my God. Oh my that's God. a horror team up. Yeah. A very sweaty plastic guy. That is a DC I hope you're listening. All right. <laughs> Moist Let's switch life. over to some other series that got renewed. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets its sixth season with possibly even more. They were like, look, we might do seven, eight, nine. We don't know. And Gotham, <laughs> broken, you know you love it. Uh, with Gotham, we've got a fifth and final season. So they said yeah. and they stated, look, we are doing a fifth season. It's the final season. Now, with Gotham, they have kind of hinted at with the, calling the last episode No Man's Land, getting this Jeremiah character who isn't the Joker or whatever. He's got purple mm-hmm. hair or whatever. But uh, they said, if we do get a fifth season, we are going to do either a weird time jump slash rebooty something. <laughs> where, but now we know it's the final season. So... Let's start with Gotham before we talk about Agents of Shield. Gotham season, whatever four. I've watched a couple of them. Any of the ones I, with uh, with Jeremiah <laughs> or Jerome, I was like, look, I like that Joker char- or character in yeah. it. Yeah. I can't really get into the other 
you know, I just can't, I, I just like, it's like Smallville for me. I just like, look, if it doesn't have Batman or Superman in it, I'm like less inclined to watch a, you know, soap opera based on these characters that aren't in it. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'd rather just watch Days of Our Lives if that's what I have to watch. And I'm not going <laughs> to watch that. So, um, but Gotham has done different, weird, crazy things. And a few of these episodes that I've watched, I actually really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So I found myself like, well, I've watched the last couple. I haven't seen the most recent one, but I found myself, well, if they did do a weird time jump and if it's the fifth and final season, why wouldn't they introduce Batman? They've already introduced all of these other iconic villains that kind of need to exist with Batman in that world. Yeah. They just flip-flopped it. So in order, like Batman, like these in the real world, it's like Batman kind of inspired these characters. Well, I'll put on a mask or yeah. all that mm-hmm. stuff. But this is the opposite. What do you think? Let's start with you, Matt. Um, so my, my, my wife and I uh, have watched every episode of Gotham up until this season. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember exactly what episode it was, but we were just like, we're, we're done. We can't, <laughs> like, this is just, this, this is just getting out of control. Uh, you know, we felt like the, the character, uh, the, the, anyway, there, there were a lot of, there were a lot of issues. Uh, we actually had an evening of discussing, are we done with Gotham? And, <laughs> and, why? Uh, and we finally came to the conclusion we are. That being said, uh, I do think that, because they started introducing um, Bruce Wayne taking on sort of Batman characteristics. He's right. starting to go out and kind of fight crime. He's kind of got a suit that he's put together. Um, and uh, I do think that it would make total sense for them to to jump ahead uh, and, and maybe like do a year or two jump and see where he's at, see where all the villains kind of land um, and really give the show like a bombastic, like here's our final season next stop Batman. Right. So I think that makes total sense. And I, I personally have been waiting for that. So like a, an early year one or something, I would say yeah. watch the last four episodes of Gotham. Yeah. Like you don't need to see any of the other ones. Like I didn't, I was like, I don't, it doesn't matter. These yeah. are interesting. <laughs> like yeah. it's literally, that's the kind of sometimes the fun stuff yeah. when you have like 22 episodes, you're like, I mean, I, I'll just watch this one. I really liked what they did with Riddler. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a fun character. Uh, so like that kind of was me holding on. I was like, well, I, I kind of like Riddler, so I'll keep watching. So, uh, on your recommendation... Yeah, watch the last five episodes. No. Uh, you said that's four. You said four. Well, no, the, the one that just aired that I haven't oh, seen okay. yet. So that's fine. Okay. Watch a lot of seven. No, I'm not secretly trying to add them. There's seven more of them. What are you doing? You know? Yeah, just watch those last few. Whatever the one starts with Jerome and all the other supervillains having like dinner. That's how the episode begins. I was like, this is weird. Yeah, and I like it. It's so weird and strange. You got a baby Bruce Wayne, and then here's all these villains like eating. What are we going to do? Iceman or the, like, you know, Mr. Freeze. Just, yeah. It's very just was it Was it almost yeah. got him? Like, almost got him. He's just a small boy. Was, we almost got it him. Was very, it felt like that. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, so there's funny. elements. There, I think, you know, I think it gets a, including myself, who has been ripping on it for like literally four years solid. I was like, I'm not going to watch Gotham. You know, just filled with vitriol. I was like, hey, you know, I've softened a little bit because some of these episodes are just they're just trying some weird stuff mm-hmm. and when do you get to do that like you could think about weird stuff and wouldn't it be weird if they, and then you're saying hey they did it you know <laughs> not 100% successful but look at these ones that were so but that's they did what it. I'm saying yeah. Yeah. what are your thoughts on God uh, I'm, I'm glad that you've watched so many uh, mm-hmm. episodes of it that gives a good basis of the conversation I've not watched anywhere near as many as that um, I, I enjoy what they've been doing with the world where it's like you're creating this world where you can have a proto Joker and mm-hmm. a proto Harley and if they're going to do a time jump it's that's fun because like they have all of these raw elements of and then Bruce just kind of steeped in it so you if you do a little bit of time jump not into year one but just 
just before year one and then have the season be um, Bruce getting entirely like immersed in all of this craziness like Gotham just becoming the sinkhole the pit of corruption that Mm -hmm. it becomes to where he's then you know I gotta bust out I need to get to you know the other side of the world and train because I need to come back and clean this up I would be down with that Mm -hmm. that can happen what do you think I think they should much like Smallville have it Smallville never did a time jump because Smallville lasted forever. Smallville had like 10 years. Uh, But like by the end of Smallville, because I was a Smallville guy, Lex Luthor forever, Michael Rosenbaum, uh, the year 10 when they had him in Metropolis, he was a reporter. The last frame was about to be Superman. I would love a time jump to give us this weird, like this this show was an Elseworlds and a half. This show is almost a series of one shots. Because sometimes episodes don't even tie to each other. Like the show is just kind of like, what will this be? And I would think it'd be fun if, if any show can go like five years in the future this can this is they the can one just like throw spaghetti at a wall and be like half the seasons in the 20s right. half the seasons in the future so i would love to see it jump ahead have a nearly formed batman have all these villains be more solid and then do a full-on arkham-esque last season where he's fighting a bunch of villains more fully formed and the end of the season is him going off to tibet or whatever to batman begin here's here's mm. my this will never happen it begins batman beyond and it's oh. like, and old Bruce Wayne is Terry. telling stories to Terry yes. in every episode. Is what happened to the Riddler? So you just oh. do these one shots. <laughs> yeah. for I, I, okay. I love that. Yeah. That's a show. That. That's yeah. an idea, baby. So yeah. um, enjoy that. You, you can have a give us that new old, old lady you the, Harley. You have the Hill Street Blues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. You've got the Batman Beyond. There we go. Backstories. Old man Bruce. Do that. Do that. All right, we're starting our just a fan series. We got a writers' room in the back. Yeah, we got the writers' room. We're gonna start making these shows. You know. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, so, real quick, before we do that, yeah. we should also mention uh, Bruno Heller, I think, is doing a Pennyworth series for Netflix. Oh, that's right. Oh, you mentioned yeah, that yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, so that's... It's a 10... A ten uh, uh, I almost said issue. 10-episode uh, miniseries, I think, that's going to air on Epics, and it's the prequel to the prequel. Yeah, I don't know if any of us asked for the special... The, the Alfred, when he was a, you know, a hitman or something, but, you know, <laughs> Pennyworth. It's, it's, it's like, him, like know, special, yeah. like, James Bond kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It's, I think the, the, the best episode out of that ten would be, and if they do it, um, whichever one spawns, sometimes uh, men just want to watch the world burn. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, whatever episode, whatever he goes like through for that. Like, finding the jewels that. on the ground, he was just like, oh, you just... Wanted to watch the world burn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, you didn't even want them. You didn't even want and them. I, I, and then, like, I have that, that same issue. I say episode or issue. I was watching this issue. It's so weird. <laughs> like, ah! um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So they are going to address the ending of Infinity War. If you haven't seen Infinity War yet, just fast forward for about three minutes because this is a spoiler. If Just in case you're one of the last people who have not seen <laughs> Infinity War and it wasn't spoiled for you. And uh, five, four, three, two. And at one, we're going to talk about it. So just, you know, fast forward until you see... Uh, me do this <laughs> and now so dust everybody gets dusted yeah. half of everyone on everywhere turns into dust mm-hmm. yeah disappear land now uh, agents of shield is loosely tied in they're like yeah there's a guy with a hammer hey what about that green dude so they kind <laughs> of loosely are tied in to each other with that you know reference sif shows up once in a while a couple characters they they you know they had the kree in there so um People are going to get dusted in this last episode. They renewed it for Agents, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 and possibly more and beyond mm-hmm. is what they said with the renewal. It's a shortened season, though? It's a shortened season. Because yeah. half the season got dusted. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Thanos snaps. Thanos. Thanos. Half the season went away. a great answer. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Probably. It went from 22 to 13. Sorry, so, though. So whatever Sorry. this last episode is, people are going to get dusted, is my guess. Yeah. yeah and the so finale. who do you think... 
is going to get dusted. Do you Ooh. think Coulson is getting dusted? I think Coulson goes. Oh. I think, well, we know Sif dies, so I would love if she came back to die. Because mm. Sif, Lady Sif is one of the best characters. I love Sif in the Marvel Universe. She was our Wonder Woman before we had Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the stuff of her fighting in the Thor movies, I was always like, that's the Wonder Woman I want, and then we got a Wonder Woman. But I want to see Lady Sif get her comeuppance, because the Russos said she died, and they should show it. So I would love her to yeah. pop But they, a lot of people died who were coming back. So that's true. Mm-hmm. Even if she did technically die, we don't need to see her die, because she's my guess is everything's going to flip mm-hmm. in the sadness cryathon called Infinity <laughs> War two or three or what or Avengers four is all the all the Avengers who are left are going to sacrifice themselves to bring everything back Agreed. to normal. Yeah. So yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be that ending none of us want, but you know it's gonna have to happen. So uh, if Coulson gets dusted, he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Coulson is going to get dusted. I, I'm probably going to say I think her, what is her name Scourge, um, the girl, the mutant character. Uh, do you mean the, Daisy, the Destroyer of Worlds? No. Quake? Yeah. Quake? Quake, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Daisy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Daisy Johnson. Okay. I can't remember the character name yeah. of the one that I'm saying is definitely I know he's Dustin I cannot remember his name it's uh, the big beautiful bald man I forget his I forget his <laughs> name Mac Mac thank Mac. you Mac yeah. uh, because I think because uh, going from the earlier you know for season five uh, Yo-Yo you know confronts herself mm-hmm. and space and the future <laughs> and realizes you know like oh I'm gonna lose Mac I think Mac like dust and her arms oh, and she can't hold on yep. to him with her her strong cyber arms wow. you know um, calling back to um never ending story well, these, these hands look strong opera. don't yeah. they they look like <laughs> strong see hands that. such strong hands. exactly i i think he is definitely gone and then yeah. i think they they might change it up and maybe colson stays but and i forget her name melinda too may. melinda may thank you may i was gonna say maya it's like no it's not that i think maybe her that would be huge. I think we lose yeah. some season one players and I, I think yeah. it's much like the Avengers how the OG Avengers are left and then they the, the swap we're talking about like it's no coincidence mm-hmm. that Iron Man Thor and Cap remain undusted right. I think <laughs> a lot of the original players in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might go this season whether or not they swap or get dusted right now like they're gone All right, think, dust, yeah. we're, done, du- we're done talking about this stuff dust reveal <laughs> hey <laughs> guess what May 16th at Burbank one o'clock, we're having a special meet and greet. Me, Robert, Amy, Marquia, Coy, a bunch of other sweaties. We're going to try to drag Roca there with his limpingness, but uh, hopefully he'll be Literal coming. Literal drag. Um, <laughs> literally, we're dragging him there. We're going to be at Panera right across the street from the AMC 16 at 1 o'clock today. And then we're going to go see Avengers in IMAX at 2.30. Um, we're all going to have to spend our own money, unfortunately, to, to buy these tickets. But come on Corporate down. Corporate shill yeah. money. Where's yeah. our shill money? <laughs> so sweat it out with us. I wanted to remind you about that uh, and hang out in the air-conditioned environment that is AMC 16 in IMAX. I haven't seen Avengers Infinity War in IMAX yet, so I'm really excited to see Ooh. the extra yeah. you know, space of the, the, all those computer graphics people who sweated. I had to composite an extra 20. <laughs> 20 <laughs> microns, whatever. It's like, you know, so, and definitely come by at one o'clock. We're doing meet and greet and say hey to everybody who's around in Los Angeles. Don't fly out. It's too late because you couldn't get a ticket now. It's happening in a few hours. So, yeah. why are mutations? It's your birthday. That's my birthday, too. So guess what? Minor Mutations, here we go. Man, is this a weird one to start off with. Stan Lee sues POW for a billion dollars. One billion billion dollars. 
dollars. Yes, very strange news. So here's, oh here's my the, God, I haven't, I haven't read the article yet. I've got it. I've still got it pulled up on my computer back at my office uh, mm. at Geek and Sundry. Mm. Uh, but uh, plug. Uh, what's that? Plug. Yeah. Plug. Yeah. Watch Wednesday Club tonight what, on Wednesday. Wait a sec. What's Geek and Sundry? <laughs> wait, it's the Wednesday Club with himself and Amy Down and uh, a bunch of other people. Yeah, so tell us in Jaffe. Definitely check nice it out. Yeah. Uh, tonight we're talking about um, European comics, nice. which I still have to go read. Um, but uh, got some Mobius, I, or is it all new stuff? No, it's all it's everything. Like, okay. We're talking about like just European comics in general. So I'm going to go. I've got liberatory a lot of, baby. Yeah, hey. I've got a lot of Asterix and, and Valerian to go right. read after this. Uh, but <laughs> Valerian, <laughs> yeah. I was talking about ranks rocks. Oh, oh yeah, I, I need to read that. Uh, so uh, I haven't read it yet, but. Uh, I don't think Stanley did it. I, I think that it was his people. Like all mm. the stories that have come out about him recently, I wouldn't even be surprised if Stanley's not one hundred percent sure that that just happened. Like the way that that whole story is unfolding with him, right? Like I, I, I like because billion a billion dollars is such a re, like it's a lot of money. That's it's a lot of money. It's like yeah. the, the end of an Austin Powers. Like this yeah, is like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's literally know, what Avengers what? Infinity War just made. I mean, like yeah. all of that plus. For yeah. Me. Yeah. Suing for that is basically saying I want settlement money. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? No one's ever going like, like to go billion. to court over a b- b- billion. Yeah. 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 yeah, like that's a lot. So like my my guess is that the people around Stanley were like now, nah, uh, Pal, Pal did this, and they did that. We're going to sue him. And Stan was like, uh, "Well, you know what the sad okay, thing is? Like, like, we've been reporting back and forth about you know the different things we've been hearing about with Stanley and the people who are taking care of him, and the different people who've like taken money from him, what whether he agreed to it or not, all these back and forth things. And ultimately, excuse me, ultimately he's not doing the Stanley Comic Con anymore. Yeah. Now that's every, a lot of things that were in the works have stopped or shifted or changed. And so for to see this was definitely even just to read it, I didn't even get to read the full article yet myself yeah. where I was just like, well, Stanley Sue's pow. It's like just jumping all over the place. So I think we'll be a little more informed in the next couple of days when more information comes out, as opposed to just like, he wants a billion bucks. What else? We don't know, you know? So, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it's pretty strange news. Hopefully, uh, yeah, you're right, Marquia. Hopefully they settle out of court. Uh, yeah. Stanley is one of the, the few last remaining creators left alive. Uh, including Steve Ditko, who still mm-hmm. hasn't gotten his reparations yet or done his due. So, you know, there's a lot of people who are involved with, like, creating Doctor Strange and Spider-Man who, you know, maybe aren't getting a lot of money for what they are deserve. Um, I don't think Stan is suing Marvel, though. He's suing his own he's company, Pal, yeah. Yeah. which is Very crazy. So this is even the – it's even weirder. It's like he's had a lot of different companies, and each one of those companies have had issues. And I always thought Powell was the one that – oh, well, Powell's the one that's not going to, you know, mess him up pretty – so – don't know what's going on with that. We'll get back to that maybe next week when we have more information. Deadpool 2 is opening in the next two days. <laughs> Could it beat the Avengers for box office opening? I mean, people are saying it's, it's rallying around $150 million. Um, I don't think it's going to beat Avengers. I mean... You mean like and the, the opening oh, box? I think I think it'll unseat Avengers as the yeah. number one at the box office this weekend. Yes. But I, think I don't think it's weekend. going... I don't think it's going to beat the numbers. No, ultimately, like I, I think yeah. it'll do well. I think it'll be like the first one where it's going to be in a great R-rated numbers. Like the the numbers, Passion of the Christ, Deadpool. Like Dead, yeah. Deadpool makes a lot of money, but it's not going to make the billion that <laughs> Stanley is suing for or the Avengers are, are making. It's just it's not that kind of movie. I think it's going to do really well. It's a summer movie. They moved it from February to May. It's a good movie that's very rewatchable. I watched it twice the day I could, uh, and I liked it more the second time. So I think people are going to want to watch it a bunch of times but I don't think it's fair to even put it in the 
same. Like, that question seems unfair. Yeah. Do you think after 18 movies and 10 years, this movie can make as much? Like, it's not the same. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. I think it's, I don't think it'll beat Avengers at the box office this weekend. I think it's going to make so much money. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying like, a couple weeks ago, $185 million is mm-hmm. what I thought it would make box office-wise. Mm-hmm. And after seeing it, I didn't think it was as good as the first Deadpool, but it's still fun. It's a fun movie. I think, you know, characters like Domino, I, would, I just want to see more of Domino. I want to see more of Cable. So for for those reasons, and there's some, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is just incredibly funny. Yeah. Even yeah. if the story is not that great, it's like, look, I mean, he's the one who keeps that, that franchise alive, and he's the reason Deadpool 2 works. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd like to see more Deadpool is what I'm trying to say. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's got a lot of rewatchability. Uh, I could see it unseating Avengers for like a weekend or mm-hmm. two because it's just, it's, <laughs> it's been out. It's been yeah. out for yeah. a while. Everybody's yeah. seen it or they're rewatching it kind of a deal. I think um, just with the, yeah, Ryan Reynolds with the promotional machine that they have behind it. I mean, did you see where he went to like uh, Korea? Colbert la- did you see oh, Colbert last and night? And I saw Colbert. Yeah, there's so many promotions with this. And it's it's so rewatchable with different groups of friends. I mean, you could take dude sisters to this and it's like you wouldn't even have a problem mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with that. I mean, I, I could take cousins and everything. So, yeah, I, I don't think it'd do as well as say Black Panther did uh, mm-hmm. in its first weekend, but right. overall, it's going to be a it's going to be a good run. And it's a very versatile film. X Force, X Force, and it's also a movie that like different. The, the first one was a surprise. Everyone that saw the first one is curious about the second one. The first mm-hmm. one did amazing numbers, and now some kids have grown up, so they're actually going to buy tickets to it instead of buying a ticket to PG thirteen and sneaking in. Right. Yeah. So like it's got a, it's got a two years older market, which is going to help it too. So Definitely. I think it's going to yeah. do well. Yeah. It's, let's talk about Zack Snyder. Uh, I don't know if he confirmed this on Vero, but uh, he's <laughs> confirming in. Justice video game was in, was one of the inspirations, the one of the bigger inspirations for the movie. So uh, all of us who kind of were like, yeah, it's based off of Injustice, he's finally saying, yes, it's based off of Injustice. <laughs> so this is a, a confirmation that, you know, we kind of already knew, but it was like, mm-hmm. it's nice to hear that. So we kind of, oh, you were going this way, and that's what was going to happen in Lois Lane, or you know, how is the Joker, Lex Luthor going to be involved? Were they going to be involved in the past, in the mm-hmm. future? Were those things going to happen? Did you guys play Injustice? Did you, yeah. did you see... Or or follow the comic book Injustice? And did you think that that's how this was going to play out? Uh, I played Injustice. I like a Cheetah. She's a she's a really good character with it. Um, I, I could see the nightmare sequence being, um, you know, inspired by right. it. Obviously, evil Superman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Batman was right. You right. know, um, I but I I'm glad that it didn't. I, I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't completely inspired by that, and it was just that nightmare sequence because yeah. I don't, I don't like the idea of Batman being right and Superman turning evil. If only because with Batman versus Superman, it feels like to me the entire arc with Batman, what arc that there was with Batman with it was, uh, it it was okay, Superman is a bad person because of all this destruction that happened. So um, I'm a good person. I'm going to stop this. And then realizing that he was actually the, you know, the bad guy, the criminal in his own story. And then from there on with the whole Martha thing, um, wanting to then be a better superhero, to be a better person. And then that you know, spawns off into everything else. So I don't want Superman to be evil in the DCEU because then... If Superman's evil, then what was that whole arc that Batman went through? How did we get a good Batman if Superman is evil and he's right? So 
I'm glad that it didn't go there. Yeah, especially after he died. And you don't want to <laughs> return and be like, now nah, I'm evil again. Be like, hey, hey, easy, easy. <laughs> yeah, just what the hell, you know? Yeah, yeah all the, they didn't understand you were fighting Zod. That's what, you know, what? Yeah. yeah so I feel like, you know, the, uh, with the best intentions was what Batman v Superman was scripted as. And then mm-hmm. it didn't, they just, you know, we didn't ex- actually see what we wanted to see happen from Man of Steel happen in B- BVS, and we definitely didn't see it happen in Justice League. So I'm really looking forward to them announcing that Superman sequel at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, they better do it because it's like, too. yeah, it's the way to the like Marvel's not going to be there, so it's kind of like open season. Like, hey, mm-hmm. any of you studios who want to like get some of that shine, some of that spotlight, you can get it at San Diego Con. So don't be skimpy. You know, I think that would be the time to announce some big stuff. So yeah. hopefully we see that. Um, and we don't see, we're doing the Injustice movie. That's hopefully not going to happen. What do you guys think? Injustice League. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, just, uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be a jerk to say this, but like, I'm kind of just tired of talking about Donna Justice just in, in general. It's like, are don't we, talk are, about it. We're done. We, right, are, next. I think that it was more in line with what Zack Snyder's original two-part movie was. To me, when I heard this, it sounded like at the end, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they're all fighting Superman. As much as I don't want evil Superman, I loved the scene of them fighting Superman because that was more about him being like woken up and not knowing what was going on and like reestablishing. Right. And like if they'd handled that right, I would have loved to have seen the first movie end with Superman coming to and figuring his stuff out. And then the second movie being the movie we kind of got because yes. that's what it sounded like the original Zack Snyder movie was yes. so I would have been okay with a two-parter Justice League like we were supposed to get that was four hours four and a half hours that involved that as the end of one third act but instead we got two two-part movies squished into one with two directors and six sets of reshoots yeah, so, less, less we talk about Justice League the better let's talk about Lego happy things hey, Lego Lego Man, there's some Lego news, guys. It's when it's kind of referring to Jason Momoa. There's some Aquaman Lego what? pictures. There, look at that. Look at those Aww. little bits. Look at that. He's got his orange and green suit. So we're thinking that maybe he's got his orange and green suit. Now, I've heard that as a rumor, and I've mm-hmm. seen production art showing him in a green and yellow suit, mm-hmm. which I was like, is that real? <laughs> maybe it is, because Lego's got a little baby Aquaman and Mera, and Man. then, yeah. you know, and the, well, you've got Black Manta. So what do you guys think about where, the original where, suit? <laughs> where, where Legos go, show, so go the movies. Like, yeah, they're really good at those spoilers. Best, spoiler toy best spoilers they, ever. They, really, like, they were like, Civil War is coming out, and they're like, hey, what's up? There's this airport scene. Here's Giant Man. It's like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah. Why did I see that? that? Yeah. Yeah. I can't what, unsee what? that. Yeah. What? Come on. Like, yeah. like the only toy that I, I can that I can think of where they haven't spoiled a part of the movie was the Doctor Strange one where there's like the weird bees coming With the other tentacle yeah. thing coming yeah. out. I was like, what the hell is that? I was like, yeah. I was like yeah. oh, man, I can't wait to see that part of the movie. And That's then not in there. Like, yeah. oh, Lego led me astray this time. So like, <laughs> I was okay with that, though. No, so was I. I wish Lego did that more, but like, then, you know, like you get Infinity War where they're like, here's the battle at Sanctum Sanctorum, and here's like... Uh, and I can't help but click on that. I'm like, what's behind that there's tiny button? Oh, yeah. oh that, Ooh. okay. Ooh, Ooh he spoiled. Obsidian. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'll be a fun part of the movie. So, like, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I can... De- de- definitely he'll be in that suit. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that how Lego Momoa hair looks. Yeah. Thank you. Like, like, that is the, the thing that... The first thing I thought was like, oh, Momoa yes. hair in Lego form. Now I know. Yeah. There we go. It looks so great. I'll be honest. I would probably get one of those Legos if only for the Momoa hair. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you they're just going to do no. a Lego Aquaman movie and release that side by side. Oh. So you can have your choice. See the live action version or see the Lego version. Well, I know where I'm going. Yeah, I'm seeing the Lego version. <laughs> Lego version. Lego Aquaman. Like All right, Lego let's talk about Batman. the Russo brothers. Yeah. So they're released, they released 
released their first trailer for their brand new sci-fi series, also based on a comic book called Deadly Class. If you guys got a chance mm, to see I it, I have not. I loved this trailer. This looks good. I haven't. I haven't. Seen it but this okay, so seeing it. I love the Russo brothers, and I love that they're adapting something that they they grabbed the cover art and they turned it into live action. Yes. This is so muted and gritty and like disjointed because oh, the art in the comic is some of my class. favorite art in like the last five ten years because it, it there's this beautiful separation between the characters in the background mm-hmm. and they somehow shot the depth of field to capture that the depth of field in this show looks like a comic book and the muted colors make it look like an indie comic book which they're adapting it from and every character looks like a direct translation this is this is. is as close to an x-men show as i think i might get yeah uh, mm-hmm. I, I love the gifted but this looks like what i, I want i think outside Excellent. of preacher and the boys yeah. you got mm-hmm. rogan and goldberg doing their thing mm-hmm. hopefully the russos are like eh, this is our, By the this way. Is our little flip because this has some elements of some of the other you know action scenes that i've seen in other other series and other movies but it has a little bit more production value yeah. that's what at least this trailer definitely feels like it's a split between a movie and a tv show at least even from the trailer like it looks like it has great cinematography it looks like it has setups that take more time you know it's basically you could always tell when it's a tv show or a movie it's like when you have like close up close up close up it's a yeah. tv show because they're like we need to have like 22 minutes 22 episodes Bobby. budget yeah, budget, budget. budget yeah week 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 so it's like <laughs> well you know they're like with avengers Infinity where we'll spend three hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars every day you're like <laughs> what yeah, it's like, that's how much they spent so i mean so i don't think that's how much this costs but i'm not talking about cost i'm talking about deadly class it made me pick up some of the comics mm-hmm. i haven't read them yet but i was like this looks exciting and a lot of people have told me to pick it up for, for the last yeah. year so i'm like i can't wait to read it because not only is it like rick redmonder he's an incredible writer and you've been following him for years definitely check out fear agent so it's like you know, a lot of his other things oh, i mean the guy's so the guy's a monster oh. so i'm glad like some of his stuff is finally coming to light and he's involved in this series as well and the what trailer format itself was amazing because it was bts yes while showing footage totally. while doing interviews so it gave no plot away I you don't reveal anything kind of but it also yeah. like it brings you into the world so the russos are like by the way welcome to our it was like an mtv cribs like welcome to our set and this is this cool stuff and then it cuts a footage that you're seeing get shot so i love the format so, yeah. i love the comments. after our show if you guys definitely watch it you guys watch the deadly class trailer it's worth it it's going to be on sci-fi you know what so we were talking about ms marvel they you know feige kind of loosely mentioned it It was like well first we got to introduce captain marvel then we're definitely going to follow up with ms marvel we love that character kamal khan mm-hmm. all of a sudden this morning riz ahmed mindy kaling kamal nanjani all of them like uh riz basically said hey we all want to be part of this so they're like kind of throwing themselves into the mix saying hey if you're seriously talking about making a ms marvel ms marvel movie we're we want to be board. on board yeah. what are your guys thoughts about that i mean they, i don't even think they have a script yet i have no <laughs> idea but the, i mean that's a cool cast right there what do you think yeah i think what uh riz ahmed was saying was that he wanted to write the screenplay with uh mindy kalen and uh kumal ninjani ninjani um i have not seen the big sick yet i know that there's a lot of people that really enjoy it there are so many movies roka not even there's so many short list raise it up i'll try i'll try putting it in the top 20 of the next movies that I have to watch. Um, it's on Amazon right now. Oh, okay. Oh, oh that makes yeah. it easier for me. So, yeah, I mean, it's... And it's oh, yeah, it's that good. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's that good. Yeah. I know, I know that there It's a fantastic been... film. Don't feel bad about not seeing it. I mean, yeah. there's so many movies and like, I'm behind on a ton of TV shows, but it's like, it's one of those films, if you haven't gotten a chance to see The Big Sick, definitely see it. It's a beautiful film about relationships and it's like about... Rea- it's a real, really well told. It's funny, but it's also a very real film. So, I yeah. highly recommend it. I know that uh, Mindy Kaling... Uh, uh, tweeted back where she was like, I love 
love Kamala Khan. I would be so on board. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm I'm happy with that as long as someone's like enthused and wants mm-hmm. to do it. I know that there was some criticisms with um, the big stick. Obviously, I'm going to watch it myself with um, mm-hmm. how uh, some of the women were portrayed. But I don't know. I haven't seen it. Whoever said that is wrong. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they're welcome to their opinion. So what there do you, you think? There you go. <laughs> uh, I, I think that Ms. Marvel has been long overdue for a movie or a TV show since uh, her second con. Like... Like they, they're like, so here's the Ms. Marvel number one. They should have had something like immediately following her introduction. She's such a good character, um, and just so much fun to have. And is it represents like a, a an exceptionally underrepresented uh, demographic. And it's like we are long overdue to have that on air. I, and know? I have not read so, any of these Ms. Marvel. Oh, she came fans. out four oh, years ago. Adorable. Amy Down was telling me just buy that oh, first man. trade. Oh, so that's what I'm getting gosh. probably today. I'm and just going to get that yeah. first trade. She very much is uh, like a modern day uh, 60s Peter Parker. She's like she's high awesome. school. She's going through like gorgeous soul. Like she's funny. She has like interpersonal relationships and she's trying to keep her identity secret with the, these powers that she the, doesn't the, understand. The one thing that like, threw me off from wanting to read it, I'll be honest with you, was, was like she's like I'm like stretchy. Like she has like, like she's like she's like fat from X Force, or she's like Reed Richards, she's a or she's like shifter. I know, but that was just like I'm like. Ugh. So, but then everyone else was like, no, but it's the it's, writing, and it's the writing yeah. of it, and it's the way that she uses those powers. She uses them in a different way than any of the other characters. I can't wait. That can do that. Have I, I'm, so I'm all in. The current run of Miss Marvel is so I think important for not just kids reading a character, but also adults because it shows like that that corner of our own society we don't like. I don't know anything about Muslim culture, and it mm-hmm. has like translation of words she goes to church it explains like ceremony it explains like a culture that i don't know anything about but it doesn't feel like it's beating me over the head with it so i really like the book because it's informative it's fun and it does feel like peter parker so it's a character that like you're endeared to that you don't like feel like you're it's kind of like atlanta like i've never lived in that world but like when i watch the show i'm like wow this i totally understand these characters having never been here so kamala khan is a character that i've never been in that environment but i totally understand her so i think it's gonna be an important movie because it breaches a gap that is so important to our society to figure out yeah Yeah. she adds a really great value to the nerd experience yeah Yeah. i saw a, a couple years ago i knew that just how big and important she was as a character when i saw like a like a bus drove by with an ad on it and it was Ms. Marvel, and it said inclusion is important. I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like she, like Ms. Marvel's on a on the side of a bus. Like mm. that's amazing. So like, and yeah, the big like, sick is very much written that way. It's a very like this is an experience we're having. You feel for me. We've never met. Let's go on this journey. So with Kamel being even a name and a tweet, I'm like, oh, this is a character that needs a very important type of writer. If they bring these people on that are really invested, then that movie needs that kind of heart. I wonder if they'll. I mean, like Kevin Feige said, he wanted to. He, Ms. Marvel is on deck. Mm-hmm. So I mean, nice. as we see other people kind of jumping in, like, hey, if she's on deck, I want to be involved. I think we'll hear more about the involvement of of these actors. We'll hear maybe a writer being attached, like we heard with the Eternals, as things start to you know work their and way I, out with Phase Four. I think mm. with the introduction of the Eternals, I really and the Inhumans on television. Forget that. Bring in the Eternals, have them fix the Inhumans thing, and then that sets the stage very easily to start introducing characters like Kamala Khan. Yeah, and I wouldn't be even shocked or surprised if uh, Ms. Marvel is in a TV series on the Disney streaming service, because mm-hmm. you already have Captain Marvel as a blockbuster giant yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Ms. Ms. Marvel, Marvel can be yeah. perfect for a TV series. Don't forget, Heroes is on Podcast One. We're doing these as podcasts now. If you like Heroes you want to be in your car and hear us screaming and singing songs like this, maybe you don't want to hear that, but if you want to hear us talk about <laughs> superheroes just subscribe to our podcast let's rock it through these twitter questions we only have a few of them uh starting with brian 
Here we go, Brian. Brian, is Fox allowed to sell the rights to Marvel characters? Obviously, if Disney gets Fox, they get their characters back. If Comcast buys Fox, would that include those character rights, or would it still revert back to Marvel? Now, obviously, Brian, we're all lawyers here, so I'm glad that you're consulting the four of the smartest lawyers in the business. Uh, my fellow colleagues, um, <laughs> don't know what the hell to say, but uh, you know what? if I was going to take my best guess, because this is basically a guess right here, mm-hmm. um, if Comcast buys Fox, there are reversion rights that like with Fantastic Four, these mm-hmm. are the things I have read, they have to keep that in play. And when I say in play, they have to have a script being written right now for Fantastic Four 2. They probably didn't announce it, which, remember they announced Fantastic Four, four 2, and then it kind of slowly <laughs> yeah. went away. We're like, that's not going to happen. I know it's not. We, we all knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But they were like, no, we're sticking to our firm date. We're really not going to do You know, so it's like one of those things. They have to have these things in motion, just like Daredevil. Mm-hmm. They didn't have it in motion. Marvel got that back. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That that reversion would happen. There could be something in the clause that if Fox sells their rights to someone else, they lose their rights. I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't happen. So what do you think? Uh, well, uh, welcome to the law offices of John Drew, Key, McCarty, and Schneff. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I agree with the, if it's not in production, they'll lose it. I mean, that's why with Fantastic Four, it's like if they aren't moving forward with it, then 2020 would have like reverted back. Yeah. So... I, I think it's going to be the whole production thing. I, I doubt that they would have bought those characters in the first place if there was a clause in it where it's like, hey, if you ever sell these and we get them back. That just, for me, that doesn't seem like smart business. Right. But, um, yeah, they they do have time before, you know, the ink dries to do something with it, whether it's Comcast or right. Disney, whatever they sell yeah. it to. So. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I, uh, I I certainly think that uh, Comcast is only interested in the library. I don't think that they're interested in getting far, like the, the the Marvel rights at all. Right. So I think that there is a place where uh, if those two things don't happen and Comcast does have the option to get the the Marvel characters, yep. I don't think they're going to want them because they're they're not even produ- a production facility anyway. They're right. a distribution, so they couldn't really do anything with it. So I think that if those things don't happen, there is a place where Disney can say, Comcast, you now own these characters. Can we have them back? How much would it cost? Right. I think no matter what, in the last three, the next three years, we'll see everything back at Marvel. I think Same. because of the reversion rights, whether it's a literal reversion right or an expiration because of production, or Comcast doesn't have. There's no Comcast Studios. Like right. I, I see this all coming back to us, and that's why I'm I, I'm terrified of a monopoly more than I'm terrified of not getting Wolverine back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it, there could also be a deal where they're like, you take Sky, we'll take the, you know. So there yeah. could be a, everybody could be friends. Comicsologist asks, hey, all you sweaties, how do you think that the MCU will tackle Kamala Khan? in human origin, especially with the Inhumans show bombing and the X-Men on their way back. So we kind of talked a little bit about that. We think that this new movie that they've announced, The Eternals, could be a way for them to kind of do a slow integration kind of way of, of getting, i.e., X-Men involved, maybe reintegrating the Terrigen Mists. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think it could be an easy melding, mm-hmm. you know, with it. Uh, mutants can live alongside Inhumans. Those origin mm-hmm. stories are, they're, they're not mutually, you know, they can, yeah. they can exist on the same place, and uh, Earth will be Amazing because we'll have all of that. So. Um, I uh, I think that they introduced Inhumans in Agents of Shield. So if we have a Kamala Khan TV show, like they the Inhumans are fine. We don't need to have Black Bolt and and Medusa and all right. that. To, I want them, but we don't need that. Right. You know the the, the mythology is already there. It's already established in Agents of Shield. So that's a, I think that's that's an easy 
an easy one. You know? If we survived Quicksilver being called a miracle child, we can survive the word Inhumans being canon. So I think that they've mentioned it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It'll just be her coming in, being an Inhuman. And we like, we're to the point where the, the Jeff Goldblum exists and doesn't seem weird. Inhumans won't seem right. weird. And they Kamala Khan to, can just be here. They don't yeah. have to like yeah. X-Men call themselves X-Men. It's not yeah. like, you know, the X-Men are here, but you know, they do sometimes now, but no one would be like, the Inhumans. I don't think that's going to shoot. I'm an Inhuman. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to shoot. Hi. All right, next question. Joanna J.M. Hicks says, happy birthday week. Collider Heroes. I think Peter Jackson would be great for Constantine, but what if he helmed a premium television series, Sandman? Ooh. That'd be great. I mean, I would wow. love to see Peter Jackson on any of the DC streaming universe mm-hmm. series. I mean, Justice League Dark comes to mind for myself. Mm-hmm. If they, yeah, if he was going to yeah. do a movie, that's the movie I would hope that he's going to take over. What do you think? Uh, well, we mean Sandman like um, uh, Spider-Man 3 Sandman, right? No, or we do. no we mean Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. Yeah. Okay, because I was picturing like Flint a Sandman. Marco and Peter yes. Jackson grown out. <laughs> Finally. Okay, yeah. well then, yeah, anything anything Neil Gaiman I'm uh, completely on board for. I think Peter Jackson would be, that would be kind of epic, actually. Yeah. Well, he's up for being a DC movie or redoing Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, don't go back to the, <laughs> don't go the little hobbits. Come on. Don't yeah, do yeah go ahead do and do new. DC. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. You You can get my money for that. Yeah, I, I would. I would love to see him do Sandman. I think that would be whether it be a, a TV show or a, or a movie or a digital series or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think Peter Jackson's a great storyteller with more stories to tell. I, I was think saying Sandman would be a great one. Etrigan the Demon. I want to see oh, him. Like God. I mean, he would any anything supernatural or mystical. I, I want to see in a horror realm the Creeper, Peter Jackson, anything like that. Yeah. What do you think? I think he's much more for me, Sandman, because Constantine. I like the original Constantine movie. I think it's it's great, and I also yeah, I think yeah. Constantine. Yeah, yeah and I think Constantine on TV like. A lot more people have the Constantine flavor versus Peter Jackson is made for Sandman, especially like the, the characters' oh, yeah. dreams and the full out there like concepts Peter Jackson yeah. can handle. It. If we yeah. if you, if it's already like, hey, we're doing six Sandman movies, you'd be like, wait a second, but Peter Jackson's doing them? Okay, I'm <laughs> oh, all okay. in. Yeah, yeah, that's so, yeah, do twelve. That's literally. See the Let's go. Yeah. Jason yeah. Schaefer asks. Looking forward to seeing you guys at MegaCon. I'll be at MegaCon next week, Orlando, Florida. So uh, it would be nice if Collider Heroes had a brief segment discussing upcoming conventions each week to form fans of events that may be in their area well jason uh we'll start doing that we haven't really done that yet but i'll be at megacon next week uh so like i think it's may 23rd to the 26th or whatever orlando florida i'll be at fit, uh, booth 57p so come on by and say hi i'm doing a heroes live panel where i'll just pluck a couple comic book writers and artists and we'll talk about stuff live in front of a studio audience that being you the studio audience so be there um and you know whatever conventions we're going to be showing up at over the next couple i know all of us will be at new york comic-con uh, so we'll definitely be having like a Heroes panel at New York Comic Con and some of the other bigger panels. Not 100% sure yet with San Diego Comic Con. We'll let you know. But thanks for the question. Uh, sweaty question of the week comes from Matthew Jasso. And he asks, I recently reread Camelot 3000 and really enjoyed it. How would you want to see that made? Animated or live action? A TV show or a movie? All right. I'll start it off. TV series on HBO live action. What do you think? Uh, I want animated <laughs> because I want to binge it. <laughs> I, okay. want, I want an animated series. Yeah, animated on Netflix. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Same answer. Lots of money, HBO, Guy Ritchie, King Arthur Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> everything, every, everything Koi said except uh, Guy Ritchie. So, hey, you guys have been watching Heroes. It's been an extra sweaty uh, episode, a super long episode. Thanks all for the birthday wishes, and uh, see you at Burbank or see you next week. Later. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. 
you know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.